This is Philly Sports with Giovanni. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it. Gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown! Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on George Tarlaz. What is up, man? What's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, I was super excited when I got the email that you wanted to come on. And uh, I have been doing so much research and you are quite the guy. I have watched some of your clips and just the way that you hit people is like no other. It is. I mean, that's why I like football. You get to hit people and not get in trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, my first question for you is, what was it like growing up in Greece? It was different. You know, like the the culture is different. We will go out when we're 13 and socialize and drink coffee, uh, you know, coffee shops and things like that, play card games. And like the social life was super different. But for me, I was mainly focused on sports and I was playing basketball and karate when I was in Greece. So I didn't really get to go out as much. I was more focused on playing the sports. But to live in Greece, it's a lot different like you could go to the beach you can go you know sand out with <laughs> do a little tanning and it's it's beautiful yeah it sounds awesome yes it is we gotta go someday yeah yeah maybe we'll have to go together okay i'll show you the good spots <laughs> yeah for sure um uh, so what has it been like transitioning from uh greece to the united states uh, well, I had to learn English. <laughs> I had I had to be, you know, fluent with the language, but it was, I don't know, like, I had family around most of the time, so it was never something extremely hard. You, you know, I always had the support that I needed, but other than that, like, there was definitely a culture shock, you know, <laughs> um, but it wasn't necessarily the hardest thing I, I've dealt with in my life. So it really has taught me a lot of things, though, how people are different. They think differently, you know, than people in Greece. So I'm changing at the same pace that I need to to adapt to this environment. Yeah. And you talk about a, a cultural shock. My next question was actually, what are some of the, the cultural differences that you've noticed since being here? Uh, what, what, what have you noticed that's different? Um, one of the main things that always bugs me is fresh cooked food. <laughs> you know, it, you don't get that in, in America unless you make it at home. If you go out, you, you risk to eat a processed apple from a processed tomato, you know, like in Greece, the flavor of the food is just so phenomenal that once you change that, you can feel it, you can taste it, your body wa doesn't want it, you know. <laughs> um, what else? We got the culture shock for food. 
And going back to the socialization, like being able to go out and hang out with people without having them to be on their phones, you know, go play soccer on an open field in the middle of the day. That That's how I grew up. And, you know, I haven't been able to see that out here as much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it 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 low key sounds like a like a better time in Greece. <laughs> it is. I would agree to that. It is. <laughs> um so the next question I had for you is how excited are you to um enter the NFL and enter the league? Dude, it's so exciting that so unfortunately I had an injury, right? I I hurt my hip and it never let me down. Like I was focused on my goal so much and I was so excited to, to be able to walk again and be able to run again and train for the NFL. And just that opportunity being a person who came from Greece and playing in the NFL, like I can go back and brag to all my friends about it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's super exciting. I, I cannot wait to see you in the league. Um, just just watching your your highlights and watching the clips of you just dominating everybody that you go against and completely just hitting them. I cannot wait to see that in the league. Yeah, I'm excited. I just gotta be patient now. I gotta keep my head down and follow the process. For sure. And and you talk about that injury. That's kind of I, I I can really relate to that because uh, I I just uh, had a knee injury. Um, I knew that I had, uh, problems with my left knee, but I went to the Super Bowl and I'm just on go the entire time. Yes, sir. I'm working, (laughs) I'm I'm running around the stadium doing all this stuff and I get back to the hotel room and my knee is like so swollen. It's bigger than my head. And I'm like, oh my God. No. (laughs) So we went to the doctor and now I got to have surgery on it. But I was like, this is, this was so worth it. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you got to find the things that make your life worth it. And there's so many out there, especially football, you know, like I, I got a question for you. How'd you, how'd you end up getting into the podcast thing and things like that? So basically, when I was, um, I want to say I was around the year of uh, 12 years old, maybe 11. I was like, I just want to start a podcast. I've been doing some videos on the on the Eagles, my hometown team. um, When I live back in Philadelphia, now I live in Indiana. But I was like, I just want to have this kind of outreach to to people and kind of start my career. I started it and it blew up and then I started getting is- invitations to go on NFL Network, ESPN, um, stuff like that. And then I, I got the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, like I said, and, and I got to go in the media room afterwards and ask uh, Jalen Hurts a question and just an amazing moment. So, Man, I'm jealous. <laughs> you'll be there soon you'll be there soon that's awesome man that's all super good that's good for you yeah i i can't wait to 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 report on you making some big time plays out there <laughs> awesome yeah i'm coming up with a i'm getting a highlight together now soon in the next week or so so i'll have some good content out there 
Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to I'm going to retweet that as soon as it goes out. <laughs> of course, I'll send it to you on 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 Twitter on the message. For sure. Awesome. Uh, so, uh what team did you grow up liking in the NFL? So, I didn't really got into the NFL until I came to the States when I was 16 years old. So, when I I started playing football and I started looking at teams. You know, I really liked the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. But I don't know. I I, I kind of like the Vikings, too. They have this, you know, Minnesota vibe of, of being a, an unorthodox, really good player, you know, like a physical player that's going to go out there and get it. So it's, yeah, to me, it's just being able to fit in a team that's, that could represent you overall, you know. Miami, Florida has all the same things that Greece has. You know, it has the beach, it has the social life. It's it's beautiful, and I like the team. And then you have Minnesota. So, man, that that Minnesota team. You talk about that. They have a great organization, and the fans. The fans oh, yeah. are electric. It it can be like in the negatives, and all the fans will be there, like doing the school chant and everything and it's just like wild yep yeah today actually here in boise was snowing and i still took a nice bath outside i was like even if it's cold it doesn't matter (laughs) right right um so uh what made you start playing football so technically football was like a full sport in high school right so after the summer, I was expecting to play basketball when I enrolled in the high school. And they told me, we're not playing basketball until, you know, January, February. And I was like, what are we going to do until then? And they were like, you could try you could try to play some football and you can get in shape and it will keep you in shape and you'll be good. And next thing you know, they were like, go get the quarterback when the ball snaps. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I, I did really good. I had nine to ten sacks that first year as a defensive end dang you are crazy yeah just out of nowhere and then the second year i went to a different high school here downtown boise bora high school and i played middle linebacker and my coach was like just listen to the guy next to you and so he would give me directions like a gap or big gap (laughs) and so i would just go full speed and go make a play (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's funny um so uh if you weren't playing football what would you be doing right now i would probably be playing basketball but let's say if i couldn't do sports it would be like i like how the body works and what we're made out of right like i like physiology anatomy and neuroscience too and I don't know I feel like there's so many things in front of us like even in a philosophical way right there's so many things in front of us that we oversee but it's the answer to a lot of problems that we deal with and so being able to help people who need help because they don't know how to see that and how to understand it I would probably try to aim towards a career like that that's great. 
Yeah. I think that that's the most in-depth answer I've gotten for that question here on the show. Of course. I mean, yeah, it's, I do that on a regular basis still. Like I still do football and I still study and, and trying to learn as much as I can. Cause you know, education is power. Knowledge is power. So to me, it's, it's priceless to know things that other people don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cause I know that the, the, the newer generations really don't take education that serious. And I, and I've been, yeah. I've been really big on education uh, my entire life. So to have someone like this on the show to, to talk to me about that is awesome. Of course. What what would you do if it wasn't for the podcast based I, on education? I would probably be um a real estate agent. Okay. Like yeah. commer- commercial or residential? Probably residential. Okay. Would yeah. you like like to flip the house, take like an older house and flip it? Yeah, that that I I would love to do that. I that's actually what I plan to do um uh, part-time once I uh, make it into the league and I uh, can kind of be at like NFL Network, ESPN, something like that. I want to yeah. start my own real estate agency. That's awesome, bro. That's super exciting. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my mom, I, I talked to my mom about it and she's like, she's like, kids your age don't think about this stuff. That's crazy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell her you're smarter than kids your age. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So I wanted to know, once you join the league, um, what will you be doing like off the field for your community and stuff like that? Do you have any plans about doing stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, depending on the team I go as well, like if you go to in the middle of California and being a rookie, right, like it's kind of you're kind of new to a new environment. So I will have to be able to adapt to the problems around me to be able to help my community. But overall, I want to help, you know, people with mental toughness. And if I'm able to do that at any team I go, I will do it. I just need to have the location and who am I going to go talk to, you know? Yeah, that's really great because there's a lot of people out there who kind of need that that reassurance that everything's going to be okay. Right. And, I mean, it's it starts with ourselves, you know, like being strong mentally and not being afraid of anything. Like that's – that's if everyone lived like that, we will have a whole different society. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that we, we just got to start thinking about that. I know I, I talk to my mom a lot and she's like, what do you want to achieve? And I'm like, I think I can achieve anything. There's no limit exactly. that I think that I can do. I want to do everything that I possibly can do. So that's what, yeah. that's how I got here. So I'm just going to keep doing, doing that. <laughs> Yes, sir. No, you're doing a great job, bro. Like, keep doing what you're doing. That's never, you know, never short, short your dreams. Like, and you can be capable of doing something that you haven't even thought about yet. Yeah. Right. Like, there's so many things that we could be able to do. Like, there's no limits, like you said. Right. And and there's a plan for everybody. And I feel like everybody just needs to stop and think about that. That there's a plan for them in the end and that they they can ultimately achieve that if they just put in the work. 
exactly. Because that's when you learn, when you're putting in the work. <laughs> right. Yes, uh, sir. So I have one last question for you before we get off. Um, okay. So I, I, anti-bullying is a big thing for me and, and throughout my podcast. I want to uh, include that into my podcast as much as possible. So I just wanted to um, kind of ask you, how, how, in your opinion, do we stop bullying for these younger kids that, at these younger ages? I think that has to start from their environment, right? Like someone's personality is based on nature and nurture, which means their genes, right? And what they're taught from their parents or when they go to school. So like when someone is struggling at home with, let's say an abusive father or someone yelling at him and he goes to school and then he wants to take it all out, right? Like you got to be able to focus on the beginning of the problem and not just put a stitch like on the problem. Like the problem are not the bullies, the problem are who creates the bullies. And that starts with the environment, you know, having an abusive father or someone who yells at you all the time and telling you how to do things. Like that's, that's part of discipline, but that's also unnecessary pressure to a kid that doesn't know any better. You know, and then he goes to the school and then it's it's a whole chain. But if we're able to fix the problem behind the scenes, then we're not going to have a problem with the bullies. Right. It all starts with parenting. And, and I feel like that throughout uh, a lot of generations, I feel like some parents have been bullies and then it just gets right on that this is how you're supposed to act and you're supposed to act all tough in front of everybody and i feel like right. once we stop uh that narrative then i feel like it it'll be all uphill from there or and, and i like i like what you said it, it's generational like you know even my dad would tell me you know he had to walk 10,000 miles to school or whatever every morning and you know deal with the farm and the goats and all those things and and he was always tough and disciplined but if I was to do that to my kids you know that's just passed on generation but we have an opportunity for people our age like you and me for the next generation to make a change right and and I think that we can make that change very easily no, because like I said, because it's generational. It's it's like making history. You know, you can't just make history with one one day of you know doing something. It has to be a movement, a some a big group of people included to make that change. But like I said earlier, having that knowledge and power it will not make you mad at the bully. You look at the bully and be like, I'm sorry you're suffering at home. <laughs> yeah. But you would say that inside your head. Like you understand that concept of, I'm sorry you, you're not, you're mad. I'm sorry you're upset. You know, like maybe that will hit them. They'll be like, huh, maybe I am mad. Yeah. And, and I, I know that that's, that's helped me through a lot of things, too, is because I've dealt with my fair share of bullying in the past and just trying to sit down with the person and be like, look, I don't know what you're going through, but 
I, I know that I'm kind of the outlet that you're using to take it out on me, but right. I want you to know that instead of taking it out on me, we can talk about this. Exactly. That's so smart. I don't know who told you that, but that's super smart. <laughs> like, that's exactly what they need or, you know, and sometimes they might not be able to talk about it and they just want to go get that energy out, like go play something like you can invite them to go play some basketball or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you, Gio. I appreciate you. You're doing great, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course.